<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, welcome to the bullpen today, uh, folks. Uh, some quick updates on uh, NBS, Vogler Cavlin, Vogler Seaman Center. Uh, out at NBS, uh, everything's going really great out there. Got about 70 bulls in the stud right now. This pod's going to drop uh, probably about uh, the first week in January, so that number may increase. And by then, we'll be up to our ninth uh, OPU, which is, which is uh, O-site pickup uh, with the IVF division out there. And uh, just something for everybody to kind of think about uh, why that's such a great tool. We just finished up a group of uh, 11 heifers. Average age on those 11 heifers is 10 months old. And we're going to be right at about 175 to 180 frozen embryos out of those 10, 10 and a half month old heifers. And they will be going home here. They're probably already home by the time you're hearing this uh, episode uh, back to their so-called show families and those heifers will be shown around uh this next year so that's stop and think about that out of those uh 180 185 embryos you know hopefully 55 60 percent uh conception on those you know those out of those 10 or 11 heifers uh have maybe 90 calves on the ground next year so really a great tool i think for some of these virgin heifers and some cows that won't work in conventional flushing uh so something to really think about uh and the crew out there at NBS, uh, Bovatech, and SEK, Dr. Clem Naley out of Kansas, coming up doing a great job for us out there. Uh, as far as vulgar cattle, uh, when this drops, you might be on your way to Denver or in Denver, uh, but make sure you stop out and check us out there. We're going to have a booth uh, in Herd Bowl Alley. Uh, we'll be in the SEK tent. Uh, it be a Nebraska Bull Service booth. Uh, out there advertising the bull stud, the cattle deal, and uh, the IVF thing. And also, uh, we'll have some uh, Simmental bulls out in, the, out in the pen show. And something new this year, we're going to have an online sale. going to be on a show circuit online January 18th, uh, selling some bulls and a few heifers out there during Denver. Uh, as far as vulgar cattle back here in the eastern part of the state, still looking for, for some help. Uh, <coughs> Some temporary help, maybe help get through cabin. Uh, anybody that thinks they're handy enough to work with us, uh, Facebook message me or give us a call or uh, check us out at VoglerCattle.com, NebraskaBullService.com, or VoglerSeamanCenter.com. And today, uh, in this episode, I've got a really special guest. When we first started doing this, there's one of the first families I thought of I wanted to get in here because uh, they were kind of with us in the beginning back in the early 80s when we started uh, – great friends and great people to be in business with, uh, do business with, and uh, they got a lot of, stuff, lot of stuff going on too. So with me today in studio is Jay Volk. Jay, how are you doing? Real good. So tell us just a little bit about your family history, Jay. Oh, uh, it's a fam- smaller family deal. Uh, just my parents and Clark and I, uh, That's uh, we got the Jay and Clark for the J&C Semitals. Started out as 4-H projects. And we had an Angus herd, and a small one. Yep. Bought some cows, bred Semitol, and uh, 
had several other breeds in the mix at that time and just naturally fell out. The selection process was was readily apparent, and uh, we started using more and more Semitol genetics on those Angus cows, and we just basically kept them the black ones yeah. and uh, got going with that. And uh, my dad was uh, the general manager at Exarbon, where they had the largest 4-H livestock auction. So we did a lot of that stuff ourselves. We I went to AI school when I was 15, and mm-hmm. we started breeding on those Angus cows, and pretty soon we didn't have any Angus cows left. But that was a long process. Uh, we were helped along the way greatly. We started selling with my uncle and my cousins yeah. up in Battle Creek sure. uh, back in the early 80s, and we sold 12 or 14 times up there. And then we moved off of their uh, operations put we had our own sale uh we had two in blair and then the last two we're on our 25th annual of our own and the last one's all been up at uh, west point livestock so this will be your 25th coming up this year 25th this year so over the, over those 25 years what's i mean you, it's family operation your dad uh bob and your mom's Jeanette. yes uh, and then uh and then your brother, your brother Clark, and then do you, do you have some other partners in that sale that, that you kind of co-sign with here? Yeah, we have a, a small group of uh, Nebraska breeders that consign bulls to us, and I have people from out of state that send us uh, smaller groups. Mm-hmm. So ma- basically, you get those bulls into your place there in Arlington and kind of condition them and get them ready for the sale. We try to house the bulls for the most part. Uh, at our house by the first week of October. So we get everybody up and running and then all the testing and uh, genetic testing and all the, the, the sorting gets done at our house. Uh, we just have one or two local people that keep their bulls at home right. and feed them and uh, they kind of know the criteria. So Right, yeah. It goes, it's probably a pretty good selection process to go through there to pick those bulls out then. Or? Well, yeah, that's, that's always tough. Yeah. But... You, when they unload, you know, sometimes we just send some back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, you got you sell the you sell the best ones. So we try to. Yep. Exactly. So so let's go back talk a little bit about the family history about your about your uh, about your mom and dad. What? So your dad, you say, was a manager at Exarbon. Yeah, and that's where the the Exarbon uh, field in in Omaha was where the thoroughbred racing was at in the state, and uh, that funded uh, their the paramutual wagering funded all the, the agricultural activities. Well, Exarbon has their names, uh, has their name on plaques at every fairgrounds in the right. county. Yep. And so they, they provided matching funds. And so w- for every county fairgrounds. And so with that relationship, they had the largest 4-H livestock show in the country. Right. It just right there in Omaha. And it was huge. Yeah. And so that was, a, his job was to, to run the livestock show and rodeo and then he was the horseman's liaison for the thoroughbred deal. Okay. So he was he was involved in the thoroughbred race. Oh, very much so. Him. He would spend uh, several weeks uh, a year in the winter going to the southern tracks to recruit those good horsemen okay. to come back to Omaha because that was, in those days, that was a 70-day meet, and it finally went to 90 days. Yeah. And so that was three months that they could sit with having consistent stalls, races they knew where they were going to be for three months most of those deals like the smaller ones they're just two three week four week right racing meets so these guys really like to come yeah. to omaha because it was in the middle of the summer 
it was it was a good spot. Exactly, and it's, it's something, in my opinion, I think Omaha misses dearly now. And quite honestly, I don't know what your feelings are, but to me, when, when Exarbon moved from the old Exarbon to the whatever it's called now, the Key Health Center or whatever, yeah. it really uh, – it, it lost it lost its feel. It it, it really did. It, it lost its feel. Uh, and the Omaha community had expanded so much that they weren't as nearly as interested in it. Right. Um, when you've got that much horse racing and that much entertainment coming into your local area that you got access to, that touched a lot of people in yeah. Omaha that were actually interested in ag. Right. And you didn't have to be in ag, but... If you went to Garotts or you went to Ross's, yeah. well, there's people that bought, and Mr. C's, mm-hmm. you, those people bought uh, cattle out of the sale, right, exactly. out of the champion sale, yep. and that was a big promotion. And yeah. so it fed on itself, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, there was, uh, that I don't know how many hogs, that one, the, one of the last ones, they had 800 b- chickens. Yeah. And then the champion chickens were bringing three to 5,000. Right. You know, so it was a huge deal. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, I wish them all the luck in the world out of Grand Island. Yeah, now it's moved. With yeah, their show. It's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's moved to Grand Island now, and that's just kind of like, it's kind of sad from it, my it, point of view. It, it is. I just hope that the, the greater Nebraska livestock industry picks this up and helps them. But right. for the life of me, I ain't loading up from State Fair and going to Exarbon two weeks apart. No, no, exactly. I'm too old for that. Exactly. Well, you and me both. So, I mean... <laughs> Excuse me. So, but so your dad, uh, Bob, he ran he ran Exarbon. And then there was also uh, the Cattleman's Classic out in uh, out in Kearney. Wasn't he? He was like the first leader he, of that. Also, he was the first manager of the Nebraska Cattleman's Classic, and what that consisted of was uh, the Nebraska Cattlemen and the Kearney Chamber of Commerce uh, put themselves together and they said we want to host a a statewide event that is for cattlemen. And we want to share, uh, we want this to share in all breeds and have a commercial aspect to it because of the Nebraska cattlemen wanted, wanted a commercial aspect to it so they could get their people out of the hills to come down and buy seed stock yep. at these deals. And of course, it's a trade show and uh, a 4-H show and a judging contest. Yes. And it's all gotten quite large. Yep. And now it's open to other states to consign to it. But that only broadens your appeal, right? Yeah, and so yeah, it's so, it's been a good event. Yeah, so, yeah. When did what, what exactly? What, you remember what year he started that? Uh, I think the first year was ninety two or three. Ninety two, and how many years did your dad run that? He was there about twelve years, really? maybe. Yeah, ten, twelve, fifteen. I, I can't. I'm not real sure. Yeah, Renette might know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't know how long he but he, he was like the first one in there for a long time, and. Um, and so how, I mean, other than, uh, other than maybe your bull sale, how else do you market your cattle throughout the year? Mostly it's, we're just marketing through, uh, we've got bulls and females in the sale. Uh, the last few years we had consigned to a fall female thing right. and we've hosted several of those ourselves yeah. and there was, we didn't have that this year. So all my females that are usually committed to that are in my own sale they're this gonna, year. Oh, they're going to be at the bowl sale yes, this year? Yes, they're awesome. going to, the breads and the opens that we would have normally committed okay. that way okay. are going to be at our deal. Okay. And so typically that is our major marketing focus. Uh-huh. Now, after the bowl sale, I do get calls for bulls. Yeah. And we usually have uh, several around that we can keep people. Uh, keep them happy. Yeah, and that also means uh, taking care of 
the replacements that that people have from injuries and stuff. Right, exactly. And so we try to keep a few on hand so that we're the we we try to be full service when it comes that to that. Yeah. Because there's so much uh, internet stuff that there's no secondary animals right. to fill a slot if exactly. something fails. Right. And that's why we we encourage our customers to to buy from us and stay with us because yeah. you can call me and I'll bring your replacement so you don't lose too much yeah. time on your calving and we service what we sell. I know exactly. I I have a neighbor probably within two or three miles of me. He just called this morning. I'm sure he's going to need more bulls from you because he was taking. He's he got one, one going to the sale barn Friday. He, exactly. He just so <laughs> we both know who we're talking about. He just, but he's a good customer. He'll buy four or five from me a year. He's a, a good guy. But that's uh, and the, so you've been doing that for about 25 years. What is the date of your bull sale? It's January 25th. So uh, you've kind of moved that up over the last couple of years. It just it? floats around to that last Saturday in yeah. January, and there's. Uh, that that works seems to work out well. Yeah. We're we're big time started calving by then, right? But it's yeah. one of those things we need to make a space, and yeah. so we try to. So we can we can pretty much mark on our calendars for January twenty third or twenty fourth to have a pretty good snowstorm. Usually, <laughs> because it seems like I can remember a few times when you guys had it. It's just the weather would just be horrible. We had one in Blair. You couldn't get. You couldn't hardly get there. Yeah, exactly. And ugly. that's and that's kind of that's kind of one thing you know having a bull sale or having something like that. You work all year for it. You have a date, and you're at the mercy of the Nebraska weather. Yeah, we we used to have we tra- traditionally we sold in March. Yeah, and that's a lot of months of keeping cattle around that are trying to be fit, right? You know, and trying to have stuff ready. But that tenth of March was horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. We got we got creamed in Fremont. They were you couldn't get there, right? And exactly. We you know, we all know what it's like here. It gets we get uh, it can get a little muddy, and then you get yeah, it's it's tough. So the January deal is a lot better. Has been better than the March deal because we got creamed more times in March, right? Than exactly. we did in January, exactly. So. And right and right and like you said, you're gonna, you're you're probably gonna start calving here. I would imagine the first year pretty soon, just like uh, just like we are so far. I mean. We're a lot better shape weather-wise this year than we were a year ago. Oh, what a huge, what a night and day difference! I mean, we were struggling last year yeah. at this point. We did over six hundred round bales of cornstalk bedding last year. Yeah, and there was twelve left. Yeah, twelve left. Yeah. Now, were you guys affected at all by the flood? Because you're up by the Arlington area. We weren't, except for the road closures. Yeah. We were two miles from direct flooding. Okay. And so there was plenty of bottom ground that were out of out of condition very early on. We have one neighbor guy that's been, his daughter showed heifers from us. We evacuated his cows from his little bottom place the day before it went over the roads down really? there. Yeah. We were wading in water 18 inches deep, loading baby calves on the trailers to get them out of there. To get them out. Before yeah. you couldn't get there. So it's neighbors helping neighbors. Oh, we were trying. Them. Yeah. We just had yeah, to it's relocate just, it's just what it's, it's what It's what you have to do. So now get, let's get back to your dad a little bit. I mean, during, I mean, normally you... If I remember correctly, you used usually go out there, would take some take some bulls to Denver and have them on display. But since you moved your sale up, that's maybe not quite so much an option. But you are going to be in Denver this year. What's going on out there this year? Well, uh, the American Semitol Association has, has uh, seen fit to uh, honor my dad, mom, and our operation with a Golden Book Award, which is their Lifetime Achievement Award for promoting Semitols in the industry and in livestock promotion in general and so he's and he's done a lot of that my dad had well your dad's a number one promoter he had a a huge 
he was in early on in the Drover's Journal, worked for the Hereford Journal. He was one of his first jobs was uh, Colorado Extension. Okay. And so he's always been the front guy. Right. And so there, they, and he grew up in the hog business. So he knew people everywhere. Yeah. And so there was never a time where we didn't go anywhere that he didn't know didn't a know whole somebody. bunch of people. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. and so that was a huge thing. And he's always, they, all the folks worked the delivering the cattle after the sales right, yeah. every spring and they would stay with customers and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. I can remember. Yeah, I remember your mom and your mom and dad pulling in on their way to deliver, deliver stuff. And yeah, they're always going together. That's great. Just great customer service. And it gets you repeat buyers and you take care of them and everybody appreciates that. Well, and then, and then just getting to look their stuff over. Right. Exactly. And see how your stuff is doing there. And, and those things are huge. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of why, you know, I really like talking to you and Clark because you basically you guys are kind of like my brother and myself, been a family operation. So we both know what it's like uh, some days. I mean, look at neither one of us got any hair to pull out anymore. None. <laughs> so, just, just none. <laughs> it's gone. It's yeah. So and the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle is real. But like I say, the struggle is real, but there's probably nothing any more rewarding than working with your family. And 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 the one thing about it, this time of year, you know, I always kind of joke with people, yeah, you got Christmas and Thanksgiving, you see each other for a little bit, then boom, they're gone. You got the rest of the day to yourself because you see everybody every damn day all the time. So, and that's okay, too. That's right. <laughs> I get that four-day deal at Thanksgiving. So Yeah, there you go. So, and, and, and your brother, he's not here. What's, he's, out, he's out loafing again? He's on the way home at the, uh, the, the one, his oldest daughter's a, a skier, and uh, she lives in, uh, just moved to Laramie, Wyoming. She's a... Uh, a chemical rep for a major company oh. and does pasture stuff and she's in a western division and so she's turned herself into quite the skier so they all went to to steamboat for a big vacation so but, they're vacationing yeah, yeah but two of them come down sick while they were there so oh, they're they're yeah. they're putzing back today in the car <laughs> they flew out and now they're driving back so yeah so what about your family jay what do you how many kids you got i have one daughter and she's a junior at uh, south dakota state university yeah. she's in ag sciences and I think, uh, yeah, I think we're going to, I think my brother, he's going to educate her this year in Denver. So yeah, she's helping. <laughs> she's signed up to help you guys yeah, in Denver. Yeah. She's going to help us. She's crossing the, crossing the, uh, jumping into the bullpen. We'll put it that way. Well, she's, <laughs> they've been out, she's been out there with us a couple times, yeah. uh, at, at younger age. And we've kind of laid out the last couple of years just because our plate gets so full. Right. Exactly. And so we're, we're, uh, seriously, uh, considering um, as soon as I get a couple things lined out, uh, we're going to make a run back at it. Are you? Awesome. Oh, we'll come back. Oh, yeah. What else? So what, I mean, you, you do the Simitol thing. What else do you do? Do you farm quite a bit? Do you we don't farm a huge amount. We've called, it's called subsistence level agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do have, uh, we do quite a bit of hay. Yeah. And uh, we still do. We, we run a, a section of grass in Pierce County, yeah. which is 110 miles from home. And right. so I have a caretaker up there that helps me, but I'm the guy that's got to go up there and pull cedars and check stuff over and so do all, all that all stuff. Work, yeah. and, and so that takes a day or two every other week or so. And uh, the hay and operation is busy. Um, and then just normal crop stuff. Yeah. We have corn, so. beans, and uh, Clark is a farmer, and he handles that end of it, but it takes more hands than so he he likes the farming operation. You're well, the, he's you're we make guy. him do it. But you make him do it. Yeah, yeah I he, see, I can see that. Yeah, uh, but he can't do what I do on the cow end. So 
that's his deal. The other thing he does is he's uh, he's got trucks that he hauls the uh, the shucklage refuse out of the seed corn plant in okay. our area at Waterloo. Yeah. And so that's all used for cow feed in our area. Oh. And so they run they run four lines into that place with shucklage that comes out of there. And he's got five trucks that he keeps kind of busy. Oh. For a couple, well, last, last year was just 30 days. Awesome. And so we use a, a good chunk of that for our own cow feed yeah, yeah. and in the neighborhood. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, if, if you have any spare time, what do you like to do in your spare time? You well, we used to time? have a boat, but it took it, it went south. Yeah, that's it. And it, so we, we, we used to have one, too. The best, the best thing about there's two days, the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Yeah. Those are the best two Mine days. Mine didn't get sold. It just got <laughs> retired. But we were we were going with my daughter to yeah. uh, all the show. Right. We we campaigned on the on the junior national deal. Yeah. With the Semital Association, which is a very good program, but right. we spent time going to uh, nationals that were far enough away: Ohio, right. Indiana, yeah. Illinois, yeah. up in the Dakotas, and in Texas, and then the regional events that they have ahead of those right. are also really well attended, yeah. and and we like going to those too. So. Now that she's out of 4-H, we don't go. She's eligible for one more try. One more try. We're so going to Grand Island. Got something to Grand Island. Yeah, I got a heifer picked out for yeah. her, and she's going to get to show a bull calf. She just don't know she it yet. She just don't know it. She, she may on the way to Denver. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. And, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you guys used to have race a car or have a car oh, or yeah. stock car? Or we had you? diversified interests. Uh, <laughs> when we got out of 4-H, and we weren't quite going on the open class uh, cattle showing route, we uh, picked up a little bit of a bug from the neighborhood, and the guys bought a stock car, yeah. uh, street stock. Yeah. And there was a very, very good track in West Omaha, the Sunset Speedway that was famous. And we had a neighbor that was a farmer, and he'd driven there and all across the Midwest, and that was Bill Rick. And okay. uh, his son was an AGR with us down at Lincoln at yeah. UNL, and he had his own, he was at the Norwest Banks. And he had his, he was a certified financial planner, but he drove the, the stock cars. His dad actually had yeah. a heart attack at sunset in our. In, Why he was in, driving? In between races. In between. And uh, luckily they had paramedics there yeah. and they, they revived him. And That's good. they ended up, uh, he, he ended up getting back into cars some years later, but he had a defibrillator. And so, yeah. And so that was always exciting. Oh, yeah. And so so we put Dwight in the car, and uh, Dwight, Rick drove our cars, and we ran uh, several, couple of years. Uh, we, went, we, we ran 30 to 32 nights a year um, in the Iowa, Western Iowa, won the Western Iowa Series, Street yeah. Sox Series, and some at sunset uh, occasionally. Um, and well, we went to Aberdeen one one weekend and won a thousand dollar race there. There you go. And so for we, the we 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 the first one year we were out, we had thirty nights out. We won twenty five A features. It's good. Yeah, that was you weird. guys. So, but you don't do that anymore. I take no, it. we kind of gave up on that. Uh, that kind of went by the wayside. <laughs> okay. Hey, so if people want to get on and check out, check out. Do you have a website, Jay? Or? Yeah, it's 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 J A N D C semitals.com okay so j a and d semitals.com and the sale is january 25th yep. west point nebraska approximately how many bulls uh approximately 110 bulls 110 depends on how many lauren fails when he comes up exactly <laughs> i think we're starting at about 115 or so and uh there'll be 20 opens and 20 breads 
It'll be, could be uh, 24, 25 opens. Okay. Uh, so cool. That's very good. So anybody, once again, that's jncsemitals.com. Check that out. Or J, uh, J or Clark Volk at Arlington, Nebraska. Give them a call. Uh, I'm sure you can Google it and get there. You want to give out a phone number, Jay, if anybody wants to call yeah, you? Yeah, they can call me at 402-720-7596. Okay, perfect. So now, uh, does your, I mean, how is your dad? Is he still doing some marketing? Is he still? No. How are uh, things? No, my dad is retired from that. Uh, he has uh, he has advanced case of dementia. Yeah. And he doesn't travel anymore. Okay. And so the, it's been... Difficult. That's tough. That's it is. Tough, yeah. uh, he's lost a major part of that cognitive ability that, yeah. that we used to rely on. Right. And uh, you, we no longer get those conversations that you would like to have. Right, exactly. And I, that's, that's yeah, the same well, That's the same thing. We, lo, lo, my brother and I went through the same thing, and I, I, it's, I totally get that. That's tough. It's tough. But uh, one thing I, will, I do want to say, uh, we've been going up to J&C and testing their bowls for years, and folks, it's an awesome set of bulls, a great set of people to work with. Uh, and the one thing, I mean, Laura and I kind of arm wrestle about who gets to go test them because the one nice thing about it, about 12 or 1230, you go into the heated barn and uh, Jay's mom, Jeanette, will come out there and you have a buffet. Uh, all yep. the fixings. Uh, you damn near need a nap before you go back to testing. But uh, we, can, we get it done, and, at the end, and then at the end of the day, there may be a whiskey or there may be a bush light or we may just, you know, whatever. We may just so, sit down and warm up. That's right. <laughs> so, hey, Jay, thanks so much for coming in uh, and joining us here on the bullpen. Best of luck uh, on your sale and uh, t- congratulations for your mom and your dad and that whole award they're going to get in Denver. That is awesome. It couldn't go to couldn't go to a better person. Uh, so uh, really proud to to have known you guys and do business with you over the years, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Thanks again. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the bullpen today. Once again, uh, any updates, uh, you can always go to NebraskaBullService.com, VoglerCattle.com, or VoglerSeamonCenter.com. A Parkville Media Production.